episode number 172 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Kyle, Tom, what happened? What, what happened there, Kyle? That was uh, a bit, that wasn't as smooth as usual. Right, I've got, right, folks, I've got one script of the whole show, and I've had it since day one of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, and it's only one sentence, that's all I need for this script here, Uh but Tommy's tampered with my script. Eh? He's, ta- he's tampered with my sentence. He's put Tom Cruise. I mean, I mean, the boy looks nothing like him. You know, it's <laughs> the complete opposite. So well, that, yes, the, the taller, most similarity is he's short and he's yeah. got and he's uh, and he's clean shaven. I did wonder when I was knocking up the notes. I don't know. I don't know why it caught my eye, uh, but I thought I would change it. See if you noticed. And that's quite funny that, that you actually do still read oh, the script. I like it. Oh, is that your test? Was it? I should. I first. I was going to put. I wanted to put something rude, but I thought, well, if I put a different surname, that might be better. But anyway, we've you've you've passed the test. You got through it. Um, how are you, Kyle? The listeners are all keen to hear how you're feeling. This is it. It's race week, and this is ACP week. Well, do you know what? The, if I can't, if I can, if I can't, well, if I can pass that test, I hope I can pass the next test, which is a hundred kilometers uh, as fast as I possibly can in in Sunday, which is the home country. It's like a England, Scotland, Wales. Who else it's, have we got? Ireland, Northern Ireland. It's the Five uh, Nations. It's the old school Five Nations, but of ultra. That's what it is. Uh, so yeah, I'm lucky enough to to don my Scotland vest on for my third. ACP in Perth on Sunday, uh, and I'm super excited. Like I'm, you know, I've been been reflecting on my years of running, you know, and I kind of always do. Uh, but it's it's almost coming up to like thirty years of running for me, uh, and I'm kind of like, well, I'm still, you know, my first Scottish vest was, uh, I think I was what 15, 14 or fifteen, the Scottish junior uh, as a hill runner, um, and that was a huge honour. And, you know, since then, it's been like being able to get a Scotland vest as a senior and, and you know, continuing to do that is, uh, is I'm super, super grateful for the opportunities. And you know, I, I sound like I'm, you know, it's a bit cheesy, I suppose, but it's it's just, uh, yeah, it's nice just to be able to run for my country and, and you know, just do what I can and, and hopefully get another podium finish at the, the race again. It's um, two thirds, so, you know, anything beyond that would be fantastic but uh yeah i'm 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 sort of i suppose i'm i'm quietly confident about it um and uh yeah i think i think i'm i'm in in decent shape probably the sort of shape that was i was in maybe two years ago in 2019 when i came third uh and that's my kind of fastest time on the course which was also in perth uh, and that's when when I got when I got the six fifty four there. So I'll be looking to try and you know go out and and try and be faster than that time. Um, I, I suppose from a, a, a sort of you know racing perspective, um, without going into my training just yet, which I kind of have anyway. Just listen back to the episodes, eh? exactly. rather than me chatting about it again. There's a there's an incentive, folks. Um, but I, I I find these races. You can't really race people. You really, you, for, personally, for me, you can't race people in the race because it's such a long way to run. Um, you, and if you're going for a time, yeah, you can run with people, but you can't really race people. If that makes sense. I think because it's such a long way, you, 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 you personally, for me, 
I've run the risk in, in the past, certainly in ultras, which, and I've tried to race people within the ultra and it's just fallen flat on my arse. Uh, it's it's kind of gone the opposite. You know, it's, it's, it's basically meant that I was a lot slower overall in terms of time. Um, so for me personally going at the race, strategy is going to be to try and hold a, a pace and or an effort that I can, you know, I'm comfortable with and I'm running within myself. You know, I'm thinking about my fueling um, I'm thinking about my hydration. I'm thinking about just relaxing and just being on, you know, just being on the ball with how my body's reacting and how it's feeling because we were chatting just earlier uh, how, how, you can't you can't think too much about doing an ultra, uh, but you also because if you do, especially if you're running for seven hours, basically not flat out, but it's unforgiving running a hundred k on the road with pace is quite un- unforgiving. You know, like if you're doing a trail race, a trail ultra or something, you've got the opportunity to run up the hills or or walk up the hills faster, take more breaks, uh, pop in the aid station, have a wee snack. Whereas for this, it's just Balls to the, you know, balls. What do we say? Balls to the ground or balls oh, to the wall? Balls, balls to the wall, but balls, balls to the to ground. The I think we've talked about that before. That's like <laughs> yes. that, that would suggest it's an old man's game. Balls to the ground. So, <laughs> or or your balls to the ground because you're crawling in. You're literally balls are literally on the ground. Oh, exactly. I'm interested about that because one we've talked about this on, on loads of distances and, and generally, obviously, the longer you go, it's less flat out. We've talked out on here how we're both fearful of the 5k these days because it's so brutally fast right. to start. The half is that sort of red line all the way. The marathon is easy-ish until about 5k, but you're still pressing. Where, obviously, I've got no experience beyond 100k. So you're running 100k, seven hours. What is that? How do you approach that in terms of effort going into the, the race? And how do you expect to feel after, say, an hour? I mean, I think a, f- a couple of, I remember the first year I did it, I felt great at the start. And that was my first year of the bouncy shoes. And I thought, holy moly, <laughs> these, are, these things are, these things are a bit dynamite, as Tommy would say. Um, but even in that race, I remember getting to about, I don't know, it must have been about 15, 20 K and I felt like shite. And I thought, oh God, I've got another 40 miles to go here. <laughs> 42 miles, like, you know, you just, you think about that in your head and you're like, oh my God, like I've got another however meant five hours of running to go and I'm feeling like crap now but it's just a mental thing like uh but but again you know you can you can snap out of it and the pain or the the, the discomfort's going to disappear the chances are it's going to fi- find somewhere else to annoy you um so like being in touch with your body in terms of you know almost straight straight away at the start line uh knowing you can't go off hard not in something like this because you know, and I'm sure uh, our guest tonight is uh, Adrian Stott, who is the race organizer for the event, and he's been the, the previous team manager, and he's he's no stranger to the show either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to come up, come on and just talk about the history of the race, and you know, maybe a, a wee preview as well. And uh, but like, you know, you know, it's comedy, uh, Kyle. Just sorry to interrupt you. Do you know it's comedy? So Adrian, I've been messing Adrian just live now to get him ready to come on. What? It's quarter past seven in the UK. And uh, Adri- the Sri Chimnoy National 5K Champs entries my life at seven. So he's currently yeah. <laughs> dealing with like this mad rush of hundreds <laughs> of Scottish runners desperately trying to get their 5K entry and in time so we can jump live on the TRS at half past seven. Look at um, that. 
love it. Oh, geez. Oh, he's, he's, he's a busy man. Like, he's but you're man. sorry to interrupt, but you're right. So he's going to give us a, I know, yeah. a bit of history and, and yeah, preview up there. We've got the start yeah. list he's provided for this race. And uh, yeah. Um, it's going to be yes. Like, yeah. Uh, but- just to finish off in the effort side of things, like I will be going out at a, a kind of pace that probably very similar. And I'm, I'm no, you know, I've got no uh, worries of telling people what what my plans are. Uh, probably similar to what I did last two years ago, because uh, I found although it was comfortable for fifty k, I mean it wasn't that comfortable for the rest of it. But mine. But you, you know, were still. You were. I remember. I remember we talked this last year. I was impressed by your execution last year because you ran. You ran a pretty, you you had that weird, like, at a certain point you slowed, but you continued. It was like a step. You were going the same pace yeah. all the way, step down, slow down, but then held that slow pace. It's not like most people just go, hmm, I just down, dropped, just dropped, yeah. To, yeah. dropped to a crawl. Yeah. You, you didn't do that. And I think no. that was really quite, I was quite impressed by that. And I, oh, thank you. And I think a lot of that's to do with being able to know what your body wants at the time. Does it need mm. a, a kick up the arse? Probably. Debbie Mark and Sani did that very well, uh, and, and you know so did Adrian, and um, and that's probably one thing. The second thing is being known, accepting right. You're not going to run at that pace. What else do I need to do to keep moving? Right, I need to fuel. It's a re- it was a really warm day last year. Right, it's getting really hot, really humid. I need to get some salt tablets in. Uh, so I need to make sure I'm fueled, I'm hydrated, and I've still got that sort of that motivation to to keep pushing on because there's a podium for me, you know? Uh, and if I keep moving, you never know what's going to happen in front of you or behind you. Uh, so so that's probably like, yeah, you know, going, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of finish it off or with, with saying it's it's not, it's you're going to, there's no way on earth it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and anyone who say, who's going to this race thinking it's going to be easy, I think you've, you know, you've, you're on cloud, whatever. Uh, it's going to be tough and you've got to be prepared for that. But I think uh, that's a strength for you. I think that your experience, yeah, you've run 100K well, but you've done, you know, you've gone deep into these races. You've had a couple of nightmares, not 100K, but uh, other races. And you, you, I think that experience all makes you the better ultra runner for it. I would dread doing an ultra for the first time. And I think that, that you're... Your biggest strength at this stage is, yeah, you're you're a, a proven athlete. You've got a strong marathon, uh, you know, super strong marathon time. You've got a really your your 100k in Perth is, is 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 speaks for itself. But I think your the your understanding of what's in front of you now, I think that is such a a key strength. Oh, thank well, thank you. It's uh, and you know what I'm going to say that the team, the Scottish team, is hugely. Uh, it's hugely talented in that. It's probably oh, one of our strongest, yeah, like one of our strongest teams. Well, we've you, had. Uh, say that, you, you know what? So, again, we're going to be diving into territory for Adrian, who's going to be on in literally two minutes. But uh, the, the team is stacked, no doubt about it. But when you go back through the years, there's a couple of years where, I mean, when you look at like when likes of Ross Houston and that got involved, I mean, you know, yeah. Ross was running what, 644. That's yeah, really that's hell yeah. impressive. And huh? yeah, Rob Turner, who's there this year, Rob's run, yeah, Rob's podium three times. Yeah, that re- 651. Yeah, I right. didn't realize either. Again, we're, we're still in the thunder from Adrian. Uh, Steve Way ran 619. <laughs> that is, <laughs> yeah, r- ridiculous. Eh? Bleep, if you've got kids <laughs> in the back, that is st- shut this down. That's fucking insane. <laughs> <Yes>. 19. <laughs> what is it like? Six just. 
just uh, you know sitting on top of six minute miles. I can't. It's mind bending. <laughs> mind bending in the sense it's, it's crazy. Been, yeah, it's yeah. been one in around seven ten some years. Like, <laughs> and that's pre pre uh, complete choose. Anyway, so right on cue, um, I assume it. I assume it's Adrian. Linda's iPad is out of the waiting room, so either Linda. either Kyle's been handing this out to random women, or Adrian is about to join us. So let's it's okay, bring, it's not on YouTube yet, so uh, you're fine. Let's bring on the the expert. Bring, bring on the big gun. Hello. Yes, oh, there we go. There he is. I seem, back. Do you, welcome back, Adrian. Do you remember when you joined the British team with the same with the same <laughs> issue when when you came on? Kyle was my headphones are now disconnected. Ah, uh, that must be it. Kyle was. Uh, we were shit. We were, we were joking there that your internet had crashed because of the five K entries was was taken down the oh, Edinburgh Wi Fi. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Oh me, yeah, some yeah, some of that. Well, it's great to great to chat, great to see you, Adrian. And um, how are you? How are you? I'm here. <laughs> I'm in I'm in total race organizer mode. Yes. Oh, well, well, let's let's chat about like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, you've you've got so many. I mean, you, you've got the five k that you're that just for the listeners, and maybe we don't want to promote this because it's probably I don't know, Adrian. No able to tell us if it's full or not um or is that, is that <laughs> this, will go, this will go tomorrow so it might well be <laughs> are, we, are we recording yet uh, oh, we can be we will we let, let, we'll, we'll crack we'll we'll take it from here yeah okay well well yeah the 5k went live at seven o'clock tonight and um there's debate with sue at scottish athletics whether they ran their story today or tomorrow she said i run it today People will go and try and sign up in the day and then it won't go live till tonight, so I'll put it out tomorrow. By tomorrow, it could be full. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's the limit of numbers? 700. 700? It's a hell of a race. We try to be democratic, but we do have a little caveat for fast people. Fast people can get on their bended knees to Mark Pollard and try and bag, bag an entry. Okay. <laughs> And he he is arbiter of that. He has his own standards. He, he sets on it. So um yeah. Okay. The yeah. Men, but yeah. So. Yeah. so your but your other race hat is this. So you are the race organizer for the ACP 100, the Celtic Plate this weekend. Um, how I mean, before we go into the 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 preview of the race, how how's the how's the the week prep going? Um, it's all been pretty good actually. Because, um, at the moment I'm not working too much, so. I'm wondering how I ever did this thing when I had a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and before you go into that, I mean, just uh, you know, as just maybe the listeners might not be aware, but the you know the running become you, you you it's you now you know it's you've moved on from from that uh, after how many years were, were you thirty? Thirty. Wow. Wow. And wow. you know, a huge uh, a huge community within the run and become and a lot of history and uh but yeah i suppose congratulations on you know all the things that you've done with it and you know uh, adrian yeah. i bought my first pair of running shoes when i was at university in edinburgh and in uh run and become it was the, it was uh, a a pair of brooks a pair of brooks that was it what they were a brooks adrenaline they were oh yeah the adrenaline is one of the few constants over many years yeah it's sort of a, the names the shoe changed but the names stayed the same yeah yeah no, I was, 
But, but anyway, so, sorry, we're, we're, so we're back on track, yeah? So on ACP, you shared something with me yesterday, which was super interesting about the history of the race, which I didn't quite realise. I've been following a lot in the last couple of years, mainly since, you know, with Kyle running at, at it. But it's, yeah. I didn't realise it's such such a rich history, actually, the ACP, as, a, as an event. Yes. Um, briefly, um, long story short, a marvellous guy called John Foden, back in the 1980s, was um, ex-military, some people say he was quite eccentric, but he's a wonderful guy. Um, he started a spartathlon race in Greece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was in the Air Force out in Greece and read some of the classics and realized, wow, these guys claim they ran 145 miles over the mountains to proclaim victory. I wonder if it was true or not. <laughs> so they, he researched the route from the classics and got this spartathlon route together, basically. And six of them set off from Athens to see if they could do it. And he was the only one that made it, but he did it. In, and after that, he invited a few more friends and the Spartathlon race began. Wow. Now, when he came back to Britain, as well as organising like wacky things like an indoor 24-hour race around Milton Keynes Shopping Centre, which was the biggest shopping centre in Europe at the time, a marble floor, oh. hard going, oh. no super shoes to protect you. <laughs> oh. God. It was my first 24-hour race, actually. And it, it was it was, it was was fun. It was great fun. It, it was when shops weren't open on Sundays. The only shops open were the cafes. So everyone was getting fries and McDonald's to keep them fueled and stuff like this. Yeah. Imagine that, like, you know, you're sitting at McDonald's and these runners are, you know, a mile, <laughs> or, or, hour, 24 hours. hour 22, uh, you know, on marble floor and just like zombies, you know. <laughs> it's been brilliant to watch. That's good. And... <laughs> He was also um, was aware that at that time, Great Britain had some of the best 100-kilometer runners in the world, you know, like Donald, yeah. you know, Captain Woodward, Eleanor Robinson, Hilary Walker on the ladies. And there was the beginnings of what was to become a European and world championships. Um, so the Anglo-Celtic plate he devised, and get, okay, let's get all the home nations together, send teams. It's like a stepping stone to the GB team. So all the home nations were invited to send teams. And it's like there was really no development plan for ultras then. Uh, but the ACP models became that sort of stepping stone race so people wanted to try 100K seriously, just with a view of making their national team number one. And then if they were good enough to make that step up to the GB team as well. And as a vehicle for that development, it has been essential over the years. You look back through the results, which are all on the Sri Chinmoy Marathon team website. And I, I sent the link to Tom. You can put it in the show notes if you want. Yeah, yeah. A lot of big names, leaving aside the established names like Donald, uh, people like William Sitchell, Simon Pride, who went on to win the world title, did his first 100 yep. the ACP, Jez Bragg. I remember Lizzie Hawke, who was a fresh-faced 20-something coming oh, along. Wow. You know, well, I'll have a go at that. Two years yeah. later, she was in the GB team. Four years later, she was world champion, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And the history has gone down the years like that. And even now, you've got people like... Obviously, in Scotland, we've got Kyle, we've got Rob, we've got people like Joe Murphy, who are all knocking on the door of the GB team as well. One one thing I was ta- I was speaking to Kyle before, I mean, I looked back to the results. What there's, a, firstly, Steve Way's run stands <laughs> out. That is insane. I mean, before yeah. we come to that, what what really impressed me? The first one in 1995, won by Simon Lund in 6:56. And what yes. I find amazing about that is that. Apart from Steve's 6.19, of course, you've got Ross at 6.44 with all these incredible times, but that sort of 6.50s is a kind of constant over the years. That, that is, it's amazing that that's 
it's it, I found if you were to look at marathon of that time, you would see probably a well, I'm not sure you would actually in British marathoning, but it, it's it's amazing that despite all the changes that that distance still there's so much variables. I guess you're still seeing that that time is you yeah. would win that with last year. You would have won that with six fifty six last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yes, in, in Ireland, in Dublin, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But internationally or nationally, seven hours is seen as like a competent benchmark. It's like you're getting down to you can hold your own in, a, in an international team. Then, let alone just a Scottish or Irish, Welsh, Northern Ireland team, you're knocking on the door as a GB team if you get under seven hours, basically. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's um like you know what's you you obviously witnessed Steve Way's hundred k like six nineteen, but I mean Don Ritchie, his what's his time is on the road. I mean he's got the six oh nine, or was it six oh nine for the track, wasn't it? It's six ten for the track, six hours ten minutes and yeah. twenty. Seconds. Yes. Um, his best recorded road time was only in the low six twenties. Ah, only. Yes. 15, I think it was, in Finland, but the course yeah. was never 100% certified. There was a little problem with how the course was set up that right. everyone's convinced he did what he did, but there were a few little twists and turns on the course, and they can never, when the record won't be ratified, there was a little problem in ver- verifying he ran the course as it actually was measured. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, like, and, and also, like, <laughs> from, from my side as, a, as an ultra runner, it's like the likes of like Simon Pride and Don Ritchie and, and Alan Reed, like there's a lot of influence from an ultra running perspective up north. And uh, and I think that's probably like how I kind of got into ultra running is just following the footsteps and 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 being encouraged to go give it a bash, see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and it's just been been amazing to see the likes of Simon Pride. And I remember seeing it in the Northern Scott, him winning, you know, there was a a, a massive spread of him winning the, the world championships and I think it was like 620 something uh, and just just amazing you know it's uh, it's, it's fantastic, it's fantastic. The, other, the other thing that jumps out at me on the results uh, Adrian is just how I didn't realise at the time because I didn't really look at the I didn't know the history so much but how impressive and how competitive Perth was last time to have the three of them under seven hours that that look, and it looked to be yeah. I remember at the time thinking it was a hell of a race but that must have been uh, one of the best ever male fields. We'll come to the female shortly, but that must be one of the best ever male fields you've seen. Yes. Occasionally you'll get one guy t- dipping under seven hours. I remember Jess Bragg did it in Galway. Paul Navesy did it in Edinburgh in 2016. But um, last 2019, no, yeah, 2019 was the first time three guys had gone under seven hours for a long time in a 100k wow. week. Yeah. And and I think that you know this weekend's probably going to be another you know now obviously last last year we you know there wasn't an English team there the English team are coming strength in numbers so it's, you know in our Scottish team we've got a hugely you know impressive Scottish team from the female and male and the female side uh, so yeah it would be quite yeah. I mean, I'm- you're not, on paper, Carl, you're not even the best in the Scottish team. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, yeah. um, but I mean, to be honest, I haven't really looked at anyone else in terms of who's running and thing other than the Scottish team. So maybe you, you can give us a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a wee a cheeky wee preview as to you know who's who's taking you wanna, part. You want to go there now? Yes. Well, if we start on the Scots to start with, we've got five very good Scottish men and four very good Scottish ladies. Um, we've got our fabulous trio from Dublin last year. For those listeners who aren't aware, 
at the Anglo-Celtic Plate in Dublin last August, Scotland had first, second, and third place. And not only that, first, second, and third are all from the same club. Chris Richardson in first, Jason Kelly in second, and yourself, Kyle, in third. Ah. And Rob Turner was also running. He had to drop out, unfortunately, with a little calf issue, but he's back fit again running now, as fit as ever, looking down the barrel of 50 years old. Wow. And Go sub seven for hundred k still, which is at his age is totally possible. His, his record is so impressive. The consistency, I mean, it's yeah. yeah. Rob has a in the British Championship at the Anglo Celtic Plate. He has a third place in twenty sixteen. He was the champion in Wales in twenty eighteen. I think it was eighteen and twenty nineteen in Edinburgh. He was second. Yeah, so three podium finishes in the British champs. Yeah. On one, and just because we're talking about last year, and you know, we said about how quick Perth was that year. In a, in your experience, how much of an impact does the course have? How could I mean, uh, you know, I know that on the face of it, it's hundred kilometers on road, it's flat. But do you see the difference? Is there? Do you notice a difference in terms of how the course is laid out, the size of the loop, etc.? Yes, yes, certainly. Um, Dublin was around an old racetrack because we're still dealing with COVID scenarios. So it had to be in a sort of like a fairly public free venue. So it was in a, a motor racing track, the Mondeo motor racing track, about 25 miles outside Dublin. And it was quite a, Kyle probably, Kyle ran it. I was just watching it as a, as a bottle washer and bag carrier, basically. But <laughs> it was quite a twisty, turny course. And it was a deceptive rise and fall over the course. Is that right, Kyle? Yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I thought it was going to be flat. So when I, I got to the start line, <laughs> this was, is the I Kyle grad preparation. Idea of a flat course, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I had, I like got to the start and then I looked up at the, the slope that I was about to run down, you know, for, you know, at the end of each lap. Uh, but it was quite fun. You know, I, I liked the undulations a little bit. I mean, that was an interesting day with the course as well as the, the, the weather and yeah. you know the carnage that that you know ensued in the final you know hour or two uh certainly from our side the you know the our team anyway which was yeah. entertaining anyway uh <laughs> but it was you know and it, yeah brilliant course but in the Perth course I've got to say it's a great course for fast times and um, you know I suppose it's uh, you know it all depends on what the weather's like with wind and things but you yeah. know but anyway, that's we're not really talking about the course. We're talking about the, you know, the. It's head to head in the end, and it's racing. But the first course yeah. is a natural loop. It's just a, yeah. a it's an oval loop and no real sharp turns. There's an imperceptible rise and fall each lap, but you hardly notice it. Yeah. Yeah. How far is the loop at Perth? Two point three eight one kilometers. Two point three eight one. So ah. okay. So what is it odd? Uh, like forty odd laps. Forty. Forty laps, isn't it? A loop course like this, but. If you mm. do the math, that comes out to precisely 42 laps, which is uncanny. Like the, like the inch was tailor-made by God for a 100K race, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned one, one thing, I'm, I'm really interested. You mentioned the Edinburgh hosted it. Where was the Edinburgh course? Ah, Edinburgh was around the campus at Harriet Watt University. Ah, nice. When, when Scotland was asked to host it for the first time many years ago, and Muggins was the guy that was given the task of finding <laughs> <Muggins>. out. <laughs> 
Uh, I looked in loads of places. I went to Strathside Park. And I, I ruled it out because it was a bit windy and it's very busy as well. You know? um, and I eventually got Heavywater University, which is pretty much traffic free, but it wasn't a flat course. It was quite a rise and it was a bit twisty turny. And then Alan Young, my good friend Alan Young from Dundee, um, just by chance, when he was actually wrecking the Land's End Journal Growth Route for Sharon Gator um, many years ago, found that the National Cycle Track went through the inch and he was just cycling along the side of the inch and thought, wow, there's a perfect loop around here. Yeah. And two years later, we were having 100k race there. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Uh, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a great, I think it's a great, a great event. I know North Inch having, but I think it's, it's, it's great that it's there. So we've talked, so the Scotland team, we the men, all the men are, are you know, are that's shaping up well. On the women's side, though, I mean that. I mean, let's not forget. We, I mean, I must just give a mention to our fifth guy, which is John Hammond. Of course, yeah. PH John. Yeah, yeah. PH. Formerly of Canetti, now PH Racing Club. He's moved to Dunfermline, and John has improved his marriage in the last couple of years. He's from a hill and trail background. He won the Fling and the Devil in 2019. Um, but he's also got road background, can hammer it out in a marathon. So mm. we're quite excited what he can do at 100k on the roads. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing John. John, I think I saw John perform well at the D33 once. I think he's had yes, a solid one. Yeah, a few he, years ago. Yeah, I think Jason, Jason, the little upstart then. Um, Neil Renault and John Hammer went up expecting to be racing each other, That's and this right. little, Jason Kelly just came out of the woodwork and. Beaten both. Yeah. Little, little upstart. That's a plight we're putting it to. <laughs> <That's great>. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> saying that, Jason. If you're listening, Jason, get on you. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing, I remember standing on the bridge just after you come back onto that the sort of cooter part of the D side line. And I was I saw Jason come through and he was absolutely motoring. And you could see and Neil, both Neil and uh um, John came through, but it was uh, yeah, it was quite impressive. But anyway, it was even then, I mean John was I'm really excited to see John at 100k. I think that's Hell of a team, hell of a team. <laughs> so yeah, so the the, the women's side. Um, do you want to give us a little kind of synopsis? Yeah. The team is being led by the remarkable Joe Murphy, and those yeah. have followed the last three or four years. She's always had talent, uh, but I think she she reminded me saying that she was just enjoying running without really realizing what a talent she was. <laughs> yeah, has, has had ups and downs but the last two or three years has been totally on a roll and last year she did 7 hours 50 in Dublin uh, yeah. put in the top 10 all time British ladies and Incredible. also in the top 10 in the world last year on time so getting under 8 hours you're getting pretty good at 100k on a national level and a global level yeah. and what's also great about Joe is she also did an amazing 24 hour race in the autumn Mm. Yeah. up very close to 230k uh that's no joke either in a 24 hours so she's got that range of abilities right through the whole spectrum you know from a competent marathon and she's got unfinished business at the marathon she knows that her coach knows that but at 100k and 100 miles 24 hours she's got that huge range of ability and she's just so grounded in girl next door basically too which is lovely oh, I, <laughs> it's almost like she doesn't realize how good she is um you know, yeah. like, you always you always don't want to tell because it might spoil things, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'll see what happens, and you know, it's just just amazing. So, uh, yeah, and then yeah, some of the other. We've got Alison McGill, who's former Scottish marathon champion. Last time mm -hmm. we had a marathon championship, she's Sterling, so she's still got that crown. Because for another year. <laughs> 
Uh, <coughs> and you remind me saying she had a slightly disappointing run in Dublin, her first 100k, but she's learned so much from that. And she's been training very hard over the winter and I expect to see big improvement from Alison, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have Joe Newens, who is more of a 24 hour runner, but she's also very solid over 100k. And she's one of these gals that you just know she's going to finish. Team banker when you're in a team competition. She might not be the fastest in the team, but she will finish and she'll be, a, she'll hopefully exceed her PB and be an amazing counter for the team. And then we also have Lynn Allen. Lynn Allen, Allen yeah. So back, back from 2019. Back from 2019, ran close to eight hours 30 in 2019, took fourth place overall. And we're expecting good things from Lynn as well. And Lynn's a, Lynn's a, West, a former West Ham Way winner. One the West Ham like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, yeah. Oh, so that's a pedigree and a half. That's uh, that's yep. a, that's a that's a strong team on the Scottish women's side as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a habit of getting sort of people. It's probably my fault. I just talk people who've done a few good trail races. I try to convince them that they can do a hundred k, and some of them love me for it, and some of them hate me for it. But hey ho, <laughs> 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 you have to accept these challenges when they thrown at you. I guess no matter who throws them at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, delighted. She she got such a buzz from pulling on the Scotland vest in Perth in 2019, and she's just back from more racing. Yeah, I remember after the after Dublin, we had pretty much the full team came on, and it was great to see how how so many people were just some the team. You you all seemed to be so stoked about it. You obviously were on with us as well, Adrian. Everyone was so excited, and the whole team were just looking forward to the next ACP having you know most people have that Steve Redgrave moment never again if you see me never at an ultra again. shoot me but they were everyone was it really struck me that how how excited everyone was and uh I'm you know I'm really excited to see what Alison can do particularly because she I, I got the I got that vibe of I enjoyed it but I've, I've got more to give here which is going to be quite uh you know I'm quite excited to see what she can do yeah and she's a very smart girl she's <clears throat> following her own little training regime just quietly in the background she's not a big gal on social media and uh, she just beavers away and gets on with it and um yeah we'll just see what happens yeah but i won't put any pressure on them they'll just do what they do and get on with it absolutely yeah. <clears throat> now looking at the rest of the field though it's quite uh um and again i'm <laughs> I did. Carol, I did a. Believe it or not, we did do a check on this. He is happy enough to hear about the rest of the field. He's. Uh, <laughs> but I think the particularly the because I think I mean I think this, the I think someone like Kyle has nothing to be afraid of with the rest of the field. But what is um? But what's quite um interesting is the the English team looks to be uh quite strong in the sense even someone who's not super you know I'm not following the ultra scene so closely until these sort of races come up. But when I saw the start list, some names jumped out at me. I mean Oli Garrod. You know, we know we know of him at, at marathon. Um, I think you said he's run 100k as well, Adrian. He's, he ran in person 2019 in the English team and ran 709. Okay, and he's a, like Joe Murphy. He's she. He's a much better athlete. He's improved pro rata with how Joe's improved. Yeah, he he didn't run the hundred. The English team didn't send a team to Ireland, but Ollie went across and ran the 50k and came second. He didn't win it, but he came second in two hours 54. Wow, okay, that's moving. Two hours 54 <laughs> for 50k. Yeah. On to 100k, Kyle, you're thinking, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some people listening to that will just sort of think, what's that all about? That's telephone numbers. But if you can run sub three hours for 50k and you've got the background of doing 100k's and 50 miles and even yeah. 100 miles, 
then if you can hold it together, he's capable of doing a tasty time, should we say. Yeah. yeah. But, but you've still got to go out and do it. But Oli has improved so much in the last two years. And he has a conference, so now we can do it now as well. Yeah. What the other one that struck me was Mike Taylor, um, who Michael Taylor, who again coming from a marathon perspective, I've seen you know I was already he'd run two he's run two twenty five, so he's you know yep. he's not messing around there. Has he has he run hundred? How was his his ultra pedigree like? Um, not hundred k to my knowledge. He's okay. run Barry forty, which is a forty mile track race, which is quite a prestigious event. He won that two years ago. He dipped under four hours for forty miles. Some okay. six million miles. Forty miles. So um, again, that's not hundred k, as Kyle knows very well, and Jason and Chris found out last year. Hundred k begins at forty miles. <laughs> so, <laughs> hats off to Mike for going sub four for the forty, but he's well, he's got to hold that together for another two or three hours. Yeah, yeah that'll be very interesting. Well, not at that pace. He won't be doing it at six minute miles because that's on world record pace almost. Yeah, Donald Donald's record of six ten twenty is five fifty nine miling, basically. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that's. Ah. Bonkers. Perspective, but guys like <clears throat> him, like Mike Taylor, and also the, the three other English guys, Mark Anasenti, Joe Turner, and Matt Dickinson, they've all got either sub two twenty marathon pace or close to sub two thirty or sub two twenty. Yeah. Matt Dickinson has got a two nineteen to his credit. I saw that. Yeah, he hasn't done any hundred k's yet, but he's done a couple of hundred milers, believe it or not, on the trails. Oh wow! Um, so he's got that. Why go to marathon? Just go from marathon to 100 miles. Forget about yeah. the 100k. Someone with that has got a 100 mile endurance and then can also knock out a fairly rapid marathon. That tells you if they can get it right over 100k, they'll go sub seven for sure. But again, it's got to be done. Yeah. And I'd say the same for Joe Turner in the English team too. Mm-hmm. 220 marathon background. He's done a 713 100k split in a 12 hour race, I think it was. Wow. That's impressive, actually. All this potential. Like, it depends what he's like for the last five hours. <laughs> yeah, true. So the English mix experience, and they've sort of been a bit sort of a couple of wild cards, if you like. You sort of on paper could do a good time, but who knows? Mm. They've been there before. They, they've chosen people like this before, and it has worked out sometimes. Sometimes it hasn't. And I think what what again, I, you know, I'm, I you know, we can maybe we can obviously we'll jump to the the Irish and. Northern Irish teams as well, but when I see these these guys with a strong marathon pedigree, maybe coming in without it, my gut feeling would be surely people start to look towards the obvious time to circle around is either seven hours or the GB qualifying time, the World Champs time, which is remind me is what six fifty is two marks is the individual mark of six hours forty five for the men. We'll come on to ladies in a minute, <clears throat> um, and that's what they call the A standard. And if you get the A standard is a pretty, it's not a hundred percent, but it's a pretty good chance you'll get selected. Okay. Um, actually, because it is a trial there as well, the winner at Perth, if they do 645, gets an automatic selection for the world champs. Wow, that's cool. Arrett for a lot of them. Yeah, there is also what they call a B standard or a team standard because the world championships, like the Anglo-Celtic plate, is a team competition and the best three times in a team get added together to make the team score so if you're doing that you want to take at least four people if uk have enough budget you take five uh, and if they're good enough so anyone getting under seven hours standard could be in the frame for a team place so seven hours is the team standard is it for the men exactly. 
And on, and on the maybe we'll come to the women. Well, actually, the women would be quite interesting. What's the equivalent standards for the women? <laughs> women is uh, seven hours fifty-five for the individual, and hours and two minutes for the team standard. Okay, so that's both. Those those individual standards are sharp on both ends. They're, they they if you if you achieve those times, you're probably capable of making top fifteen, top twenty in the world champs. Oof. Blimey. So I mean, yeah. that will be fascinating to see. Do you, I mean, I would to see. Uh, and we, Kyle, has already talked about the, you know, how he, you know, he's mature enough at this event. He's there to to run his own race and know where he's at. But surely you're going to imagine there'll be some. There'll be a group. Does he always a group will go out will, expecting to try and hail Mary for that? Yes, it's it is the proverbial game of chess. <laughs> it is. Um, you, you take a gamble and go for your 6.45 or do you just sort of sit back and there'll be people who will go out fast. There'll be all that adrenaline there. Mm. And we come on to other people in the open race who are capable of going sub seven as well in a minute. Um, they've got good pedigrees as well. But there will be there will be some there'll be some people who will crash. There'll be some, a bit of carnage for sure. The smart runners will be the one that will they'll maybe just hang back a little bit, not too much, but I think I had this conversation. I called Chris the other day, Chris Richardson. Um, can you ever recall Kipchoge being in the lead in the first 20 miles of a marathon, except the Olympics? Uh, probably not, no. Yeah, yeah, but he always wins, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So relate that to 100K as well. The leader in a 100K race is seldom at the front before halfway. Mm. It does happen. You know, like guys like Steve Way just blitz it from the gun and hold on. And Donald used to do that as well, but um, yeah. <coughs> Carl will tell you that's a tough way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> on the men's field, then, so that that's really interesting. You talk about the, the open race because I wanted to get to Paul Martelletti. Yes. So is he pl- is he running? Yes. And why is he not in the England team? Was my my uh, gut feeling was it a late decision? No, he was. I I don't know the ins and outs because I'm not in, on the England selecting team. But <clears throat> um, my understanding from Paul was he was not selected the England team. That could well be because anyone who follows, if you're a Strava stalker and follow Paul, <laughs> <laughs> he's a very prolific half marathon and marathon runner. Okay. He has done ultras very well, but not for a few years. He's got his best um, one, I think it was back in 2014, when he, and he had just dipped under, it's about 6.55. And he ran in the World Champs in Doha that year when the men got the silver medals in the World Champs. Yeah. Uh, with Steve Wayne, incidentally. Um, but he hasn't run a 100K for that long. So the selectors are probably looking at it saying, OK, we know he's a good marathon runner. We know he's done a good 100K. But if you're a selector, you always pick on current form. Mm. Well, that's a good thing. A rugby player does. Gareth Southgate does with England. You know, Scotland football teams, you pick on current form. You don't can't live on past glories too much. Yeah. Um, so Scotland doesn't have much past glories. So <laughs> <laughs> But you get my point. Any yeah, absolutely. Pick on, on current form you know, rather than can't live on reputations. Um, but Paul has done comfortably under three hours of 50K as well. So he's got the capacity to go into seven hours for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what's fascinating. You, to use a Kipchoge example, it's, it, would be, it would be rare that someone from the open race at the Berlin <laughs> Marathon, some punter, would just show up and end up uh, leading it. So it's interesting you've got this, you know, the elite is essentially the your Anglo-Celtic nations. And it would that's that's an interesting spice to add to the mix that you that you've got this open field as well with talent in it. Yeah. Because as well as Paul Martelletti, you've got a guy called Tom Payne. Yes. 
who is a again that's going back several years he was he is a sub 220 marathon runner he's now in his early 40s but he has run 100k he came to Perth in 2016 and he was the rabbit that went out hard <laughs> and he won't be saying and he, he burnt he, he was on for 645 and ended up at about 730 Icarus nice <laughs> <laughs> but he learned so much from that and he also sort of thought, well, maybe the roads aren't my best thing. I'm going to go onto the trails. And he went onto the trails and got a couple of vests in GB running on the trails at sort of 80K. So he's, he's a quality runner. And James Elson Centurion, 100 mile, first one three years ago, he ran 12, low- 10 or something was that? 12, 12, 12 13, 14 yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know Tom from uh, the, you know the GB squad you're in. He was in the yeah, GB right. yeah. yeah. He's a lovely lad. Aye. Up in the sacred forest, so yes, that's, that's right. right. But yeah. you beat him, you beat him then, you'll beat him again on Sunday. Oh, hopefully, yeah. Oh. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the time says. But he he said he wouldn't be coming, he's based abroad these days, so he wouldn't be coming back to um to run this if he wasn't didn't think he was gonna do a good time or capable. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he was in his early 40s. He's uh he looks so young, he's he's he moisturizes, he moisturizes as well. Yeah, he does, he does very well. Ah, that's great great to hear but it's uh no nah, it's super exciting just the depth of the the field. yeah but, you know some some folk are, get a little bit oh, worried and you know, yeah nervous but i think it's it's great how um you know how exciting you know how the talent from the male side and the female side and um it just it, you kind of just it's just it'll just be i think it'll be carnage personally i think there'll be a lot of carnage out there and it's got to be you know that's what ultra <laughs> run is about is carnage yeah but just but just just finishing on the field because I, I, it's really interesting the other names that jump out i mean the on the northern irish side gareth, guy gareth king as a yeah. strong strong marathon strong 50k definitely he i think he's he's he did 712 in ireland last year and has got a just missed 50 uh three hours of 50 days a 301 50k runner so again getting to grips with 100k he's got potential to go sub seven as well um, he's a standout name in the Northern Irish team, but I have to give a mention also to your fellow Metro Aberdeen colleague, Dave Andrews, who's also in the, the yes. Well, <laughs> and Dave's just solid. He just smiles the whole way around. He's wonderful. Ah. Eyes, we know. Yeah. Um, we yeah. love, we're, we love Dave on here. We're, we're big fans of Dave. And, and I'm so, I think it's so, it's great to see him in a, the Northern Irish vest. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I mean, when you're winning your first best in your 40s, uh, that's that's perseverance and dedication. You know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then the only one, the only name on the Welsh team that really jumped out uh, to me, but there's maybe guys who I just don't know, uh, Daniel Weston. He's got, yes. a, he's got a solid, a whole solid 100K behind him. He has, yes. Again, a bit like Paul Marshalletti, he hasn't run a good 100K for a few years, but on his day, he, he can get close to seven as well, certainly. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So every, every one of the nations has has someone... You know that you. I mean, I've got this. You could just imagine this beautiful shot of the of the Metro <laughs> Scottish lads plus uh, plus the rest of Scotland team with this circled yeah. by one of each nation. It's like a you know, it's it's yeah. amazing. Oh, but, uh, a possible dark horse also mentioned is um, Peter Tucker, who used to run down south, now runs it in the Clyde, lives just outside Glasgow. He is a two twenty three marathon runner, and he's been training very hard for this. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Um, no, he's been stalking on Strava. He's been t- kicking in 40-mile training runs yeah, and doing them fairly well. So, Very but, good. 
40 miles is just the beginning. That's the warm up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, I am the more, the more we talk about this, the more sad I am. That I can't just saunter across to, to see. I've got a few eyes and ears on the, they're going to be on the course to, to provide some information, but on, well, on the women's side then. So we kind of, we, we did talk about the, the Scottish team. Yes. Um, I mean, but beyond that, there's the, it's again, we had Sam Amand. She came on here on the podcast last year. You know, she's got a strong record. she, from what I see on her social, she's got she's quite a big gun in social media. She's got she looks to be, from what I see, running well at the moment. Yes, she's running very well. She's a very good marathon about a month ago. Um, I think 247, 248. So she's in shape, yeah. Um, and Sam also has that great range. I mean, if you look at her on a power of 10, when she was younger, she's got very good 5k, 10k times to her credit. And her best marathon is 242. Her best 100K is 753. So on her best, she's only a couple of minutes behind Joe. Um, Joe and Sam are the only two girls in the field who have run sub eight. Um, the big battle, as far as I'm concerned, is against the clock. We've never had a sub eight ladies race in Perth. Wow. Emily, Gelder, Emily Gelder ran in 2000 several times, but 2011, she ran eight hours and 30 seconds. It Oof. was a pit stop about four laps from home that stopped her going under eight hours. She had oh. a visit last month, for God's sake. And um, yeah, it's the only chance she had to go sub eight and she never did it again. But hey, she was happy. She got a GB best out of it. So it was okay. Yeah. On, on she was on the Spartathlon as well. So again, another runner that had that great breadth of distances from 100K right through to 24 hours and beyond. Yeah. On the on the women's side, I mean, are the. Are they, is the depth as experienced at 100k and ultra? Um, no, but England have a couple of very good dark horses in Caroline Turner, who runs for the Lonely Goat Running Club. She's got a 248 marathon speed and has done some excellent trail races. She related um, to Rob. Sorry? She related to Rob. I don't think so. Not, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> when you've got 248 marathon speed and can run 50k, 100k trail races very well, then yeah, you've got the pedigree to run a good 100k. As has Amy Sarkis from that from rugby. She's not so fast at the marathon, but she's placed third in the Lakeland 50 on two occasions. So mm. she's got distance. And in, I mean, the Lakeland 50 is a tough course on the hills and trails. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's got marathon pedigree, so she can translate that to the road. She's capable of doing a very good 100k as well. And what about um, Valerie Sesto? She's, I mean, she's got, she's run not sub eight, admittedly, but eight or five. It's not, you know, if the, <laughs> she, how long ago was that eight or five? That was, I think, in the World Champs in Croatia that um, Rob, T- Rob Turner went to, to 2018. Because um, she's originally from Argentina and she ran in the World Champs in Croatia for Argentina, believe it or not. Wow. But she's living in the UK for many years now. So I'm not sure whether she's qualified or declared for GB, but the rules of the Anglo-Celtic plate are that you can just be resident in England, Scotland, Wales for X amount of years and qualify to run for England, Scotland, Wales. It doesn't compromise your international. Ah, she's, she's, no, Australians resident in England have run for England for the ACP and still represented Australia at national level. Yeah. Oh. Etc. So, but I don't know her background. She might well have declared for GB now. She's lived here long enough to do that. Mm. Yeah. But she's a solid runner, very experienced, very experienced. That'd be interesting to see how she goes then. If she's got, yes. any, it's, not, it's not so eight or five. I mean, it's not a million miles away if the race goes, if the race goes, ends up being slightly slower. Speaking yeah. of which, how is the weather looking for the weekend? 
my daughter was bugging me on Sunday. We were sitting out in the garden, standing ourselves and said, Dad, you should have organised it this weekend. <laughs> maybe for uh, spectators, maybe not for the athletes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was, um, it's looking to be chilly. Um, I haven't looked at the weather forecast in detail, but that'll play to the home advantage. You know, Scots will be used to mm. raining and the cold, the chilly. It'll be chilly early in the morning for sure. Um, so you go off fast at your peril on a cold day. Um, warm up first hour, see how you feel. I think it'll be the order of the day. Interesting. I know I can t- I can assure you that Re- our mate Rico or Chris will have he he will have some a- pulling some uh, AccuWeather API or something to get like <laughs> to get some crucial detail f- forecast on the on the weather as we speak. That's his standard marathon week uh, table. Uh, live link to one of the satellites, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <never> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. The All one right. thing that the yeah, one ladies are very strong. Yeah. The Irish are solid, but I wouldn't say there's a standout name. They had a standout runner last year in Katrina Jennings, who, of course, ran for Ireland in the London Olympics at the marathon and managed a 7.41, which is exceptionally fast. Yeah, broke the Irish 100K record. Yeah, ladies, yeah. But she's not running this year. Uh, I'm not sure why, but they've got a solid team because they're the defending team champions. But we, I reckon on paper the Scottish... And the English, if they run well, will be the equal of the Irish this year for sure. Yeah. I noticed uh, Carla Borland. She she was yeah. spring. Is that a Scottish club? She runs in Scotland. Oh, Northern Ireland club. She is, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, a bit like Dave. Uh, she lived in Edinburgh for many years and ran for EAC in Edinburgh. She's now moved down south. I'm living near London, I believe. She'll correct me if I'm wrong on that. Sorry, Carla. But she's runs when she represents Northern Ireland. She runs for her, her Northern Ireland club, Springwell. Yeah. And that, and again, you know, she's you know looking at the at your start list. She's she's got she's got hundred k in her. You know, as, what, do you know when that eight thirty was? Thirty was in Dublin last year. That was oh, last gosh, year. Okay, so she so yeah, there's, uh, that's that, she's that's interesting. She well too. Yeah, one of the interesting Irish runners I must mention is Sinead Kane, who is partially sighted. Kyle will remember her last year from Dublin. She runs with a guide runner. Yeah. Oh wow. For the world champs on several occasions at 100k and 24 hours in her own right as a partially sighted runner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic! Yeah, yeah. she's motoring as well. She's and she's... yeah, by the wonderful powers of using my networks and um connections, and thanks to Debbie for that too, helping out. We now have a team of guide runners to help her in Perth because she couldn't afford to bring three or four people over from Ireland with her. Yeah, oh, that's excellent. <laughs> You'll have um. Uh, there's Kaz and uh, Gail Murdoch and a couple of others names I can't remember who will be sort of taking a sort of hour at a time to just be like, the guide. Rules are they can have a guide for a certain amount of time, then they can have a new guide, but the guide must always be beside or behind them. They can't be in front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're all inclusive. Yes, for sure. That's that's great. No, I think that's really that's good. I think that's especially on an event like that, which is going to be hopefully there'll be a lot of people come out and see it. It's great for all backgrounds to see that, you know, and have that, um, have that, it is, it's so inclusive. Yes. What about the Welsh team finishing up um, in Wales? How's, I mean, I don't see. They're, they're solid, but I wouldn't say they're going to set the heads on time, not being kind. Um, they've, they've struggled to always get a ladies team Wales. Yeah. Um, a lot of ladies run on the trails in Wales. Not so many are keen to run on the road. Yeah. Same in Scotland. We have a very lot of very talented people who the distance isn't a problem to. They happily run 50, 60, 100 miles on the trails, but 
you mentioned 100k on tarmac autism and they just sort of look at you like you come from out of space you know yeah go away they'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> so well it looks it's what is it's incredibly exciting for neutrals it's incredibly exciting for even any home nation fans it looks it's a great field it's uh, it's going to be. It's a great course. We're, uh, we want. We won't do predictions uh, for now because that's uh, the only prediction is Kyle's going to smash it. That's the uh, that's, uh, Kyle and the Scotland team are going to absolutely smash this uh, uh, this field to bits. So that's 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 where all the positive vibes are going. But I'm, you know, uh, I'm I'm super excited for you all being up there. You know Kyle. I know Kyle. Kyle's the sort of runner that when he gets his race face on after an hour he looks awful, but you just know that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like, Kyle. Yeah. I've heard. You know, but, and some people worry about it, but me and Debbie, nah, that's just kind of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's good. So if I actually am feeling awful and you're like, I's fine, just <laughs> just ignore him. He's my fine. my only concern for Kyle is, what are you? Have you got a plan on what you're going to eat, Kyle? Yes, it's, it's in my head. You said because I mean I I know from UTMB when it's in your head that doesn't necessarily mean it's uh it's the sorted. Crudo. Yeah, it's uh. It, yeah, I, I I like going. I like having a structure, but I like to go. Um, what's the word? Uh, I like to go freestyle sometimes. Spontaneous. You know, I'm, I'm quite picky. Like you know, I'll say I want to do this, yeah. but actually I don't. Spontaneous don't. feeding. Yeah, as long as I get enough calories power, I'm I'm sorted. Yeah. It, and for yeah. the case, much like a similar like the Thailand way or the fling, you you have a rough plan, but your whole mood changes, your body changes. You can. You can have the same plan for 200k races, for two Highland flings, for two Highland ways, and it works for one. It doesn't work the second time around. So you've got to have plan A, plan B, because you can. Oh gosh, I remember having this conversation with Willie Sitchell many times up in Orkney when he was doing 24 hours and even six day races. He'd weigh all his food and have the number of calories per hour he'd have to go. And I'd say, William, it doesn't work like that. You know? <laughs> Do you, think uh, you have know, an idea of sweat? I'm, wonder, I'm thinking about if it's going to be cooler, does that mean you, you're likely to take in less fluid? Or well, Obviously it does, but do you not need to actively plan for that? That I think is so. yeah. because when it's cool, you can be beguiled into thinking you're not sweating very much. And if you're clipping along at six and a half, seven miles for a few hours, you're sweating a lot. Mm, you're okay. getting a lot of fluid. So you can be beguiled into thinking it's cool, I don't need to drink so much, and the wheels can suddenly come off. Mm, interesting. Yeah. But you go by field. This is where the experience means a lot. And people like Jason and Chris, who cramped a lot in the last um, couple of hours in Dublin, um, whereas Kyle was very strong in the last couple of hours in Dublin. Yeah. Still busy, though. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll have that as well, I guess, which is good. A lot. And I know Jason's been talking to Meryl Cooper about his nutrition and getting salt intake right from the start, you know, rather than waiting, just having salt intake from early doors, you know, so that there's that... It's the classic imagine you want a drip feed and you've just got to be on a drip feed as a constant flow of energy into your body from from mile one basically yeah mm. yeah well, what was quite i was saying to kyle beforehand what what i was really impressed with kyle's run last year is that he didn't have that classic pace i don't know if you've had a look at it but he goes like he does a step change at like 70k and then yeah. it's solid it, it it drops but it's like too loud he's like he's just shifted yeah. from fifth to fourth and he stayed there yeah and you look at Chris and Chris and Jason, both their last laps, you can go on to look up the results for the Donna Day 100K and you can yeah. click on them and see all the lap splits and you, you'll see that Chris and Jason, they slowed by about a minute a lap gradually in the last two or three hours. And um, 
and it's on my Twitter feed, I think. And maybe I'll put it up again this week to remind everyone. This is a lovely shot of Jason coming across the line. I remember that well, you've tweeted. <laughs> the sniper. <laughs> God-awful scream. Yeah. Taken out by a sniper. But I think in both, that what was quite interesting, watching it on, or following it on just the tracker, is how that race unfolded. It, was, it just showed how things can swing so much in the last couple of hours. Definitely. It is a game of chess and you can hold back. I remember I told all the guys and gals this last year. You'll probably remember Richard Naroka, the great marathon runner. Oh, yeah. He wrote, he wrote a book and in his book, there's a wonderful little section about how to pace a marathon well. And it was along the lines of, Carl, remember this, me telling you all this last year. If you feel good at 5K, hold back. Yeah. <laughs> you feel good yeah. at 10 miles, you hold back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you feel good at 20 miles. Hold back. Yeah. You're going to 22, just go for it. Yeah. That's interesting. That's 100K even more than it does to a marathon. Yeah. And what would you, yeah. Okay. And what would, what's the equivalent of 22 miles in the in 100K? Probably about 50. <laughs> <laughs> a half marathon to go, like. <laughs> I'll tell you, you just, you know, when you're having a good day. Um, you've got it, like, you, Everyone, like we talk about the people doing 40 miles is like tops for a training run because anyone who trains for old tools will know if you train longer than that at any sort of intensity, it just takes you a while to recover and you just break up your training block. But a 40 mile, you can usually have a couple of days fairly easy and then get back into some sort of rhythm. Mm. Carl might be taking his head of that, but that's most yeah. people don't even run that far. They'll run less but more consistently. But if you know you can hold a pace for 40 miles fairly well, which most of these guys will do, they'll know what they can hold a pace for for the first four or five hours. Be confident of that. It's then how you feel after that. And you'll know at 40 miles how you're feeling. Think, okay, I'm feeling pretty good today. I can hold this for another hour. You know, I can hold this for another hour and a half. And you know, wow, yeah, this is the one. This is the day I'm just going to blitz it. Whereas other days you might think, oh, my gosh, this is sore, that's sore. You know, my head's losing it a bit. Where's my... Didn't get a bottle last time. I missed that. You know, you're having one of those disaster days, uh, but you can still tough it out and hold on there. But you just know you're just going to be toughing it out the last two hours rather than being like Kyle was last year, just in the flow and catching people up. Hopefully that nice. happens again. Yeah. Some of the front. Oh, on you, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that this, I think the maturity of your head, that's, that's the, that's the strong point. But no, I'm 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 very excited, very excited. So for for the likes of me, uh, Adrian, who are unfortunately not going to be there, how can we follow it? Well, the usual there, tracking. There is a live tracker. Yes, um, that'll be. Keep an eye on my Twitter feed. Terry tweets my Twitter feed, or search for me, Adrian Stodd, on Twitter. We'll put a live link out Friday or Saturday. Yep, for the weekend. Um, if I get it in time. You can put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll what I'll yeah. do is I'll be, I'll be, I will simply be retweeting everything Adrian tweets over the weekend. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed, lads. I don't know. I'll be tweeting so much because I'm supposed to be making sure the race goes well. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be delegating the tweet, the Twitter sphere for the race to somebody else. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love okay. it. I love it. Involved in that. Well, anyway, well, good luck to, good luck to you, Adrian, as race organizer. That's uh, first, you know, that's uh, that I'm sure that you're going to have a busy end of the week. Yeah, and I just want to say thanks as always. We've had a lot of people because the Angler Cows we play is quite a prestigious event. It's not a huge event, you know, but it's very prestigious. And the way the local clubs and some of the Scottish ultra running community have just come out and said, Yeah, I want to help. I'm coming down to help. You know, we've got guys giving up some of their Saturday, some of their Sunday to come down and help and just make sure the event works well. You know, the crew of about 50 helpers coming down. So it's, it's yeah. great. 
event wouldn't work without them and that's just fabulous to see the whole community not just ultra community as people who do short stuff as well they just see a good event happening and want it to work and want scotland to do well at it yeah yeah it's fantastic yeah no well, well done adrian and your team and <laughs> yeah i hugely appreciate it and and also you know debbie and the the team managers and uh, yeah and, and yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my pep talk on Saturday well, let's, night. Uh, let's not let's not let's not write your Oscar speech just yet. Let's focus on the race. Exactly. But well, Adrian, I mean, if you it would be uh, it'd be great to catch up next week, the week after, depending on how, how you rec- how you recover from the event to get uh, to to catch up on the results and, and reflect knowing. So yeah, we'll be we'll definitely be in touch for that. Okay, thank you. Brilliant. Back, yeah. Thanks. Well, I'll, I'll Good luck. We'll speak soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me Thanks, on. Thanks, Adrian. Cheers. Cheers, Thanks. Kyle. See you later. Fantastic. So, as always, a pleasure to get uh, to get Adrian on. There's not much. The ending that Adrian doesn't know about ultra running is not worth knowing. I think it's always uh, <laughs> it's always yeah, impressive yeah. when he comes oh, on. I'm always definitely. and I always makes you know me. I'm always sort of and I'm winding you up a bit about yeah. I'll never do an ultra, but whenever someone like Adrian comes on, I always feel myself thinking, well, um, could I run an ultra? I see people. I see, ultra. Especially when I see people who are getting a good preview of run a two thirty three marathon. Thinking, oh, maybe uh, Tommy's. It could be Tommy's terrain, like Tommy's. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, that's anyway. That's not the point. The point is, I'm very excited for you all. That you're going to have well, a Adrian that really stocks up excitement and enthusiasm yeah, about the race. Hundred percent. Uh, no, you kind of made me uh, get a little bit twitchy there. You know, I, I was thinking I was quite chilled out until I, you know, I listened to him and I'm like, oh god, it's uh, I've got this race this Sunday. It's maybe not sink, sunk in yet. Uh, maybe that's my problem, and maybe that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm, I'm not sure. What I'm going to say is. Uh, I'm I'm hugely impressed by your um, your knowledge about the event. I mean, you know far more than I do. And after well, thank you. Firstly, time. the biggest thanks to Adrian who supplied me with a lot of information because <laughs> I said to him I was a bit light of knowledge. So I I've been reading that. Uh, I was oh wow on the metro That's... on the way to work this morning. I had my bloody bike puncture, so I had to leave my bike oh, at work. No. And I had my laptop, so I couldn't run. So I'm sat on the metro this morning, and I'm like, right, I'm going to read this read this material so that's uh that's but anyway it just shows what a prestigious event, event it is running since 95 you know it's uh you obviously you're part of that history this will be your third time so yeah it's class really class it is. well thank you very much and uh yeah um I'm, as we say we'll put the put all the details in the show notes if we have them um and uh what will be will and be well, and actually listeners if you are in if you're within the striking distance of perth Get yourself across on Saturday. Give the oh. big man a cheer here. <laughs> the big man, mate. He's Give definitely it. a big man, that's for sure. I'm uh, one of the uh, biggest uh, men there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do you know what? Unfortunately, folks, I wouldn't have my tartan on in shorts. We've got to wear the Scottish kit, which... Uh, Was there any discussion of that? Honestly? No, it's not. I'm, but I'm going to push it. I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to slowly... Did you started in hers at the... Oh, no, that was a 24-hour race. That was a 24-hour, yeah. But I'll, I'll tease it out of the Scottish what happens if you? What happens if you were to have an accident you had to change? Or you want to put on drive... Nah, you wouldn't be doing... You're moving too fast to do that. So, yeah. It's not 24... <laughs> Sorry, I'm being ridiculous. I'm thinking 24 hours when you do stop. I don't um, worry about it. You never know. I still don't know what I'm putting on my feet, mind you, but we'll, we'll figure that out. So, what, what is it? A, so- there might be a compede in my Achilles and just, you know, wear the... The, the blistery shoes that I was wearing for the D33, but 
yeah, what are the options? Out. What are the options? Because let, let's be honest, I'm, I There's mean, this, this, show is, is, this show is pure ACP preview. We're not doing anything else. So let's, <laughs> let's dig into this. What are, you, what, what are the options? Of it are the, what's the next one? The, no, next, next, next percent. Next percent. Next percent. So I, I don't know. I think I might go for the alphas just for a bit of fun, you know? Bit, a bit of a change. I've got the, the, the was it the vapor weave they call it? Yeah. So uh, I might wear that. That's you know, good. As long as, you're, as long as you're happy in them, I don't think... I think it's. Uh, I don't. I think that the, whether you have an X percent or alpha fly on is going to make deadly squat difference. Yeah, I think the exactly. def- race will be much more affecting how you pace it, what you exactly. eat. Yeah, yeah. So I might, I might wear them, but I didn't have a good show on them in the twenty-four hour race. Maybe it's bad luck, but ugh, I don't know. I don't, do you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. It all depends on how you you're feeling in terms of fitness. You could wear a ten percent next percent and <laughs> go out too hard, and you would flop. So exactly, exactly. And I think yeah. the 24 hour race, let's be honest, you weren't in, you weren't well prepared for the 24 hour race. No, nah, no. Nah. So I, I don't know. We'll you, are, you are well prepared now. Good season. I might just run bare feet, just you know, just for bands, probably. That'll go down well. You know, I was out I was running, but I was uh, out running a couple weeks ago and I saw a bloke running around Nui where we live in a pair of uh bare pure bare feet. Now, the state of the streets around here, the threat, the biggest one of the biggest problems they have around here is dog dirt on all oh, streets no. everywhere. Like it's it is everywhere. It's horrible here. Really? And uh they just they, they let their dogs do it and then they don't clean it up, they don't pick it up, and the streets get hosed down every every few days because it's so bad. And oh. I was thinking to myself when I saw this bloke barefoot, I thought that is disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was all I could think about is he's definitely run because you see these buggies go through it, so it's yeah. smeared across the pavement oh, everywhere. No. Awful. Nasty. Nasty. Anyway, so North Inch, I'm sure, is a better, much cleaner place. But as a result, I, so. I would still think wearing going barefoot is not wise. Well, there was a guy last year who wore he was wearing sandals and he he ran the fifty k, which okay. fair enough, you know, all, all power to them. But if that's what you want to wear, then crack on, man. You know. What um, would I like to know what's on the playlist this week? The playlist, uh, shots, of course. Charter running shots doesn't get you jacked up. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, yes, it does. You know it does. The TRS playlist. That the TRS gets, playlist does that actually. gets you jacked up. You know that. Uh, so I might listen to some of that. Um, you know, down in the train on the on the Saturday, uh, heading to the you know the the pre race meal. But uh, yeah, a bit a bit of that and a bit of um, what have we been listening to recently? A bit of C Six Steve. I like a bit of C Six Steve. I like a bit of uh, what else do I like? But a few fighters have got back into a few, you know, uh, you know, RIP lad. Uh, Very good. Uh, of course. A bit, a bit, a bit of the foos kind of beat it. I'm just opening yeah. up the TRS playlist. There's some cl- absolute classics in there um, <laughs> that have been added. I mean, uh, I think you should definitely go through it. I mean, there's a lot. It's interesting when you look at who's who's added. James Cruikshank had a lot. I see, I think Rico added a lot. Uh, Andrew Crichton added a few. There's um a lot of this was my 24 hour event. Like a lot of the stuff I listened to was on. There we go. A bit of DMX that'll get you oh, get you moving. Seven hours of that and repeat boom. <laughs> yeah, although yeah, so very yeah. very good. Whoever yeah. added "Here Comes the Sun" by the Beatles, I like I like that song. But <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> there's some interesting additions. But actually, that's maybe a good reminder, folks. Do go on to Spotify if you're on Spotify and check out the TRS TRS tunes, and it is a listener compiled playlist. This is the official Scottish running pre-list pre-race uh, music warm-up list there's so much on there there's a bunch of rocky you know there's a tune that i used to always listen to before races by uh tiny tempo which is great 
Oh, it's um, it's really good. Woman yeah. by Wolf Mother. Great addition. Oh, fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, talking about pre-race jitters, um, now I wanted to quickly mention we so if if any of us want to to come along to the Athletics Trust Scotland 3K in a week, a week Wednesday on the 6th of April, I'm gonna be limping around. So what a uh, segue, what a segue. Segue. So if you want to see, if you want to, you know, you don't have to do the race. Uh, you, you know, you can even just donate to ATS just by looking at the state of me after 100 kilometers. I'm going to have two days rest and I'm going to be organizing a race with the fantastic support of um, Peter Jens and, and um, Jackie Stewart uh, with the timing and, and any volunteers that fancy wanting to, you know, want to help out would be hugely appreciated. So, uh, yeah, 3K. Eyeballs out, 7 p.m. next Wednesday, the 6th of April, uh, at the Promenade in Aberdeen. Uh, £6 for Scottish Athletics members, £8 for non-affiliates. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can enter, go on Run ABC or go on Scottish Athletics event calendar and you can enter that way. So there you go. That's my wee salesy pitch there, folks. Very good. Well, um, in terms of races from the last, in terms of news, there's relays which maybe we'll come to the first bit of news though which i was quite disappointed to see is the sterling marathon's only gone and cancelled itself which is i I mean obviously covid can't be blamed maybe it's a it's a it's a kind of root cause it's been cancelled so many times now people are not interested but i was quite disappointed because they're citing not enough entries and that just screams out you know too much cost corporation not interested you know not making enough money uh, or, you know, and we know race costs are quite high for road races to organise, but that is too late. I'm sorry, it's far too late to cancel. People are deep into training blocks. You can't switch to another marathon. You know, I, uh, yeah, I'm not happy about that. I, I, it's a tough one for the, um, you know, the race organisers. I, I, I find, I, I find it's, it's almost, the, there's a lot of races now that are, there's too many races now. Um, based on our population, maybe it's there's there's almost you look at the race calendar and everyone's trying to catch up on lost time. So you've got like May people maybe the event maybe was in September, but now they're putting it to May. They've rescheduled it, or there's um, and there's this excitability of oh more races we need to go go go. Um, you've still got the the growing issue of deferrals and um, you know people who. I think Aloha had that, like the Aloha half. There was people, they, they didn't get a full field, but on paper it looked like they did because, you know, and you were saying yourself, you were still you were still entered for it, but you weren't taking part. So yeah. how do you know how many runners you've got for your event? You don't. True, but uh, you know, in that in that case, Aloha still had my money, and I'm, which I'm, yeah, I'm happy to. That, and yeah. I, you know, and in that case, I, you know, I have, I've got, I think, a local race like that. But yeah, I see your point. It's a, it's a difficult one, and, and and you know from for me as a as a race director for you know uh, my different hats of Murrayway Ultras, um, you know it's a new race series. Uh, I personally I feel there's a there's um there's an opportunity within the Murray area to showcase the trails around there, and and that's why I've set the race the Murrayway Ultra series up was you know for the 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 reason of exposing those amazing trails and getting more people involved in ultra running 
in that area, you know, it's got a huge history in ultra running with Don Ritchie, Simon Pride, you know, all these fantastic guys who who ran on those trails and um and uh, you know and I, there's a little bit of we're, we're doing okay with with numbers um but I you know personally it's you really do have to find and find your market within within the race calendar and make sure that you know you're not stepping on anyone's toes you're not diluting the field and um and and, and you know pers- personally I think we're we're doing a, a great job and there's you know you don't want to saturate the, the you know the the running calendar you, you still want to you want to have opportunities for for everyone regardless of distance from 5k or 3k all the way up to, to ultra mm. run, ultra marathons um so yeah so it's yeah it's, it's it's a great you know there's 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 lots of events that are taking place just now uh and you know i'd encourage anyone to look at the event calendar and just see what's going on um and support your local races too like you know support your your local you know town 10k or and you know and enter as soon as you can not as soon as you can but enter in good time so the race organizers have got an idea of how many people are taking part as as well and they can plan accordingly too because that's another struggle and a, a challenge is how many people are taking part how many medals they need to purchase if people enter last minute then you don't know what you're you're aiming for um so yeah but anyway i think we'll have another chat about race directing and the event side of things another day because it's quite interesting i've learned a huge amount in the last year or two years about organizing races and things like that it's, it's quite interesting so uh anyway so the other thing so that's that's unfortunately been cancelled but the only other two things that really jumped on the the radar this week were the uh, it was the Cardiff half with a Scottish team in play, um, which was cool. Um, and it was you know with guys who we've talked about here before. Everyone is aware we had you know likes of Sean Chammers, Johnny Glenn, um, James Donald, and Derek Hawkins in the male team. I'm going to call out Scottish likes a little bit. Really disappointed not to see a female team. I understand that Mary McLennan pulled out, but. Is that what road running in Scotland, distance road running in Scotland rests on now, whether Mary McLennan turns out? Is, is Seriously, is that it? Really, really, un, really not impressed to see that. Uh, I'm sure there's good reason for it, but there must be there must be three or four girls who would be delighted to pull on a, uh, a Scotland vest and even a development opportunity. So that needs, that's a bit disappointing. But in the men's side, really good good runs there. Johnny Glenn um, was in fourth with 65-51, which is... Which is really good. James Donald, we know James. Um, uh, I was on the ferry with James over to Antrim last year. He ran sixty six thirteen. Sean Chammers at Inverness Harrier, based in Aberdeen, sixty six thirty four. And then uh, Derek Hawkins, a slightly disappointing, very disappointing, seventy one nineteen. I suspect that he is. There's an issue there. We know that he had a the issue in the marathon, and I'm hoping that everything's okay with Dell and that whatever's. Whatever issues he's got, you can put them put them to bed and, and and crack on. So yeah, good to anyway. Regardless of the our um, disappointment and frustration about a lack of a women's team, which comes on the heels of that of not having a of women at that organised half marathon before, um, it's good to see the Scotland team on the men's side because that's uh, that's what we need. Boom. Well, yeah, and then we also had the the road relays, didn't we? We did indeed have the road relays. Uh, and again, another one, I said this a few weeks ago, another one of these races that I see it on the calendar, I'm like, oh God, I wish I was at home right now. I wish I was going down the road relays. 
Um, have you got the results? Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I, I said that I, I haven't even bothered looking at them. Don't Jeez, worry, you've got, you've, got 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 got, you've got bigger fish to fry this week. Don't Try worry. Try to figure out my fueling strategy for Sunday. Exactly. So I think... <laughs> All right, let me. You know what, Kyle? Here's without even opening anything. Just looking at looking at me, not your notes. Which men, which men's team do you think won the national road relays? It's it's not the yellow and black train. It's it's the yellow train, uh, which is Central AC. Of course they won. They of always they win. won. They always win. They always win. So yeah. Kyle, you are right. Uh, yeah. You don't need an AI it, to predict that, or even the results to predict that. So it was Central AC for the win. Two thirteen forty one. That was Tom Graham Marr uh, on the on the lead leg. Alistair Marshall talked about him. He's having a meteoric rise at the moment. Um, so Tom Graham Marr fifteen oh four on the short leg. Twenty nine forty seven for Alistair Marshall on leg two. Ben McMillan fifteen thirty two. Hamish Hickey twenty nine twenty. Ali Hay keeping it real fifteen twelve. Always in the mix, Ali Hay. And then um, recent guest Jamie Crow with an impressive twenty eight forty six on the anchor. Exactly. Second place was Christophe AC. That was Cal McKenzie, James Dunn, Donald McCauley, Dougie Selman, Jack Aikelbosch, and Ewan Brown. And third on the men's side was the Glasgow Uni Heron Hounds. Peter Bradshaw, Jamie Burns, Stephen Addison, Magnus Tate, Andrew Carey, Finlay Todd. On the women's results, I'm just going to scroll down. Give me a second. I'll come to the men's masters afterwards. I've got the the women's side. Uh, so it was the end. I mean, I've only got the the news article from Scottish Athletics. Uh, but, All right. Well, uh, I'll, let me take it because I've got the splits. Oh, have you? Oh, Edinburgh Uni Heron Hounds for the win on the women's side, one forty six thirty nine. That was um, Han Anderson in eighteen eleven. Rebecca Johnson uh, like two long legs, thirty four forty two. Grace Pow eighteen forty seven on the short, and then Holly Page thirty four forty nine. Kyle's uh, nemesis from the Edinburgh nemesis. Park Run. Yeah, and absolutely. then second place was the yellow female train in Central AC. Uh, that was Natalie Stewart, 19 minutes, Grace Tyndall, 36 34, Morag Miller, 1659, and Jen Wetton, 34 35. And then third place, La Suede AC, Sarah Tate, Kira Gore, Amy Smith, and Amy Franklin. I'm going to just shout out on the men's vet, the, the four stage men's race, because that's, I was saying that's quite cool. M50 win for the, for the Camuslang Harriers. Um, shout out to listener, uh, we're big fans of Mark Gallagher, 1747 on the opening leg. Uh, Chris Upson, 36 34 on leg two. Richard Cooper, 1804. And then legend of the vet game, Kerry Liam Wilson, 34 oh, weight in, in, on the anchor there. So, well done to the Canvas Lang Masters team. That's pretty cool. Brilliant. Well, I couldn't have I couldn't have narrated. You've basically done the show tonight, Tommy. Oh, I've, rubbish. I felt like I've contributed very little tonight. I'm I'm still I'm but in the in the spirit of uh balance, I'm trying to find the women's M50 results. And I'm here we go. I've got them. I've, oh, look um, at this. Oh no, I think they're all uh, yeah, yeah. It's all in the same because the women do four normally. Well, I I apologise. I've got the W50 gold medalist. In the Go for it. AC. And I, by the looks of it, I don't know. I'm not looking at the, the names. I'm just looking at the pictures. But Sue Ridley is in the middle of that. He was in a fantastic hill runner. Uh, but I don't know the other two. I've got it. I've got it. Because, th- of course, M- W50, three stage. Susan Ridley, so anybody see Susan Ridley, Karen, uh, 21-14, Karen Dobby, 43-41, and Julie Wilson in 20 minutes. So good spot on... Oh, Julie, Ridley. of course. Yeah, it's Julie. Sorry, Julie. Hello, Julie. 
So I just, but I wanted to go on the, I always, you know, we're, we like this sort of stat in terms of the overall legs. So the short legs, the top three fastest legs, um, Graham, Tom Graham, are, sorry, Central AC, 1504, lightning quick, which about 5k that leg. Miles Edwards, Aberdeen AC, um, and friend of the show, 1508. And the third fastest leg of the day was Ali Hay, 1512, Central AC, oh, which, yeah. which is absolutely motoring. And I'm going to try and do the same for the women. Uh, two seconds. Male, in fact, let me do the male long leg first. The male long leg was, of course, Jamie Crow, 2846, quickest leg of the day, Centrally C. Himishiki, 29.20, Centrally C. And then third was the third fast leg of the day was Scott Sterling, 29.23, Falk Vicks. On the women's leg, just because I, I like we like these sort of splits, Morag Miller, of course, fastest 5K of the day, 16.59 for Morag. Uh, Steph Pennycook, 5AC, great to see Steph racing, 1707. Yeah. And then third was Sarah Tate La Suede in 1735. And then on the women's long leg, it was Jen Wetton, fastest long leg of the day, 34. Wow, well done, Jen. Jen is in great sure. form at the moment. Second, really? second fastest is Rebecca Johnson, uh, Edinburgh Uni Heron Hounds, 34.42. And then 34.49, Holly Page, Edinburgh University Heron Hounds. So well done, everyone. Great. Looks, looks like a really good day at the relays. Oh, it does, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super jealous. I've done, I've done it before, and it's not a fast course. It's very twisty and turny. But I mean, you know, some of those times suggest you know, you've got some hugely talented runners. So yeah, great, great to see. So awesome. Well, to close, Kyle. Before we wrap up for ACP, I don't think we've got any short sighted. Do you know what we do? We do. Um, ah, oh, who was it? DJ, DJ McCauley. He uh, he was running the 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 short the short course national road relays. He was ah, wearing very good. sporting his tartan running shorts. So big DJ is uh, a big a, you know a big fan of mine. Uh, you know DJ and I go back many a year to the Nairn. He's a Nairn Bairn, a Nairn Athletics uh, club runner, and now he runs for Castorfin. So great to see DJ sporting those amazing, beautiful looking tartan running shorts. So. Well done, DJ. Uh, I don't actually know how well he ran, but I'm sure he, he would have ran 4% faster with those things on. So, great run. That is super. Uh, I actually had mine on. I, I did the Fonten Blue Park run this weekend, you? which is oh. about uh, 70k short south of Paris. Uh, <laughs> how did you get on? Were you, were you pushing it? Uh, yeah, no, no, I wasn't. I, I did it. I sort of, well, actually, have we got time here? We probably have time. So, I oh, ran it. Fonten Blue is known as being a chateau, you know, big, super glamorous. Uh, yeah. Uh, opulent chateau in France and you know royal family in fact I think it's the only chateau that all the kings of France spent time at something like that yeah it's it's amazing but the park one is two laps of like the Grand Canal which is this like super straight if you look at my Strava you'll see it anyway um, really quite a cool uh, really quite a cool course and I went into it we expected there to be like 12-15 people there it's quite a few expats actually anyway of course the the, I've done a session before yada yada excuse Went into it thinking I'm going to go easy. And there was a bunch of lads went out uh, a bit in front of me. And after about 200 metres of running reasonably easy, I got the bit between my teeth and slowly cranked it up. And every time I started off at like four minutes and then I picked up a bit thinking I can catch the guy in front, picked up a bit to 340s, I can catch the guy in front, picked up a bit to 330s, I can catch the guy in front. And in the end, I caught the guy in second with about a kilometre and a half to go. And then I realised... I'm not going to catch the the guy the lad in front. So oh. I ran I think around 18 and change. Um, oh, nice. A it was, it was a great part run. If you're if you're a part run tourist and you're in France, 
Fontainebleau is an absolute gem of a park run. Really, really okay. nice. Look at that. Well, well, Tartan running shorts, TRS run of the week. Who are we going to go for? DJ. DJ. Yes. So, Kyle, well, we can, I guess we can wrap up there, but on uh, from all for myself and our listeners, good luck on the weekend. You know, it's uh, this is. It's uh, very Please. exciting to see TRS repping Scotland. That's uh, you're doing us. You're doing uh, not only your family but the listenership proud. I'm trying, eh? I'm trying. It's it, this might be my this might be my last one, but we'll we'll see what we can do. Where's my audio messages from my listeners though? That's what I want to hear. Mate, I've got a busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I called a few, I called I called a few of them, but they were all too well, busy on. Well, there you go, folks. If you want to give me some cheeky little audio messages, you, you crack on and send it to tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com uh, at tartanshorts on Twitter or on our Facebook. And uh, yeah, a, a little good luck message would be great. Um, not off, not much I, I asked for, but that might get me, uh, you know, because I'm not wearing my tartan running shorts, I've got to find other 4% improvements. So. You know what you should do? You should take the... If we'd known this in further advance, you could have, like... We could have organised, like, an iron-on badge, like TRS logo. Oh. You could have ironed it onto the back of your vest or something. That would should be have got the tattoos. I think... Uh, someone... All the transfers. That would have been genius. Oh, ne- next time. Next, next time. time, right. We'll make that, we'll make that happen. I'll need to do it again, yeah. When I'm, when I'm, we'll do that in person. So, anyway, <laughs> good luck. You know, I mean, you don't need... You don't need you don't need advice from us. You know what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Um, we're, um, I'll be following tent on tenter hooks this weekend. We've actually got friends over, and my mate is like, he's. In, I think he's planning that we'll spend the day cruising uh, Parisian pubs. But I think he'll be a bit disappointed when he sees me glued to my phone, <laughs> just looking yeah, at uh, like a first date again, exactly. an awkward first date. <laughs> so yeah, very very excited for you, and I'm very excited next week to we'll see how uh, how your legs and how your head are. We'll get listeners. We'll get a. Uh, as soon as we can, we'll get Kyle and his team Scotland pals, hopefully, to hopefully it's a successful debrief. But regardless of yeah. how it goes, we'll be uh, delighted to, to speak to you all afterwards. This could be my last ever show if it goes badly. Eh? Rubbish. <laughs> hey, if I've got to come back after multiple back yeah, marathon DNFs, <laughs> yeah, that's come true. on. Um, You've got to just suck it up, don't you? I think that the thing for you, though, I mean, it's like, you know, obviously you've had like the, you've had, you've had, you've had bad runs, you've had bad runs, but putting on the Scotland vest, that must give you a bit ah, more like, definitely. I've got to pull my socks up here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of drag my arse along for 100%. You can't DNF this. You can't no. throw in the towel just because no. you can't be arsed. Like, yeah. You can't, you got to find out these things. Eh? Aye. So, no, I'll do my best, folks. I'll do it for right. the listeners. Well, on that, on that note, here's DMX. Another hits jam from White Blow that it's common. What you heard is what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen, it's what you hearing. Listen, it's what you hearing. Listen, X go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real with the non stop pop up and stainless steel.